And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our app today, our Red Eye Radio app. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. There you go. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy firmly pledged yesterday that contempt of Congress charges will be filed Thursday against FBI Director Christopher Wray if he does not present the entire House Oversight Committee a document a whistleblower purportedly uh, alleges uh, that uh, Vice President Biden engaged in bribery with a foreign national. McCarthy said Wray, who previously served as then New Jersey Governor Chris Christie's attorney during the George Washington Bridgegate scandal, initially would not acknowledge the existence of the document. But Ray later asserted to allowing the chairman and ranking member on the panel, Representative James Comer and Jamie Raskin, to view the document, McCarthy said, the concession is still not in line with the Constitution. He will be held in contempt if he doesn't do what uh, is uh, the responsible thing to do, he said on Fox News uh, last night. Well, what did they learn? What did they learn when they talked to members of the FBI? Apparently, Christopher Ray was not there. Other FBI agents were, and they did answer some uh, uh, questions. Let's hear what uh, Comer had to say last night right. on uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News. This particular document was dated in 2020, but there are notes in the document that date back to 2017. We believe that this uh, human source uh, initially informed the FBI of the bribery scheme back in 2017. So my question to the FBI was, what exactly have you done with this accusation? Because the FBI admitted that this is a highly credible, in fact, one of their most highly credible human sources. They admitted that they had paid this source a substantial amount of money, and he had been a part of the Bureau for 13 years, dating back to the Obama administration. And their answer to me, Sean, was, well, it's now a part of an ongoing investigation. We don't know 
which investigation. We don't know when the investigation began. All we know is two weeks ago, they tried to act like this form didn't exist. And here we are today with the FBI bringing the form to the House of Representatives. Uh, that's uh, James Comer uh, yesterday on uh, uh, Fox uh, News. Mm. One thing that was not asked in the interview, I mean, that's not the whole interview, but I listened to the whole thing. He doesn't ask it. Well, did they redact anything? Right. It, was it was anything yeah. you said you claim you saw it? So I I, I just at times it, the, the media, even the conservative media frustrates me. Not it's not because they don't have the right answers. It's because they don't ask the right questions. That's what I would have asked. Well, wait a minute. If, if it was redacted, the other one I would ask is, was it, you know, first off, was it redacted? And what were the points that were redacted since you and Grassley have said you've seen the document already you've, or a copy of the document, but you know what's in it? Did they redact anything that would show that they're attempting to hide something? Right. That question was right. not asked. And, no, and, that would, and, that, and that's critical because that's the idea that, okay, he's going to show up with a redacted document. All right, what differs than the document you've already seen? Right. And, 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 and because it went, it yesterday essentially went straight to contempt, the whole contempt thing. I mean, it was, right. it was when the story should have been about, all right. What did we learn from the document that was brought? And, and but well, I would First. ask. But I would yeah. And I, but I would follow up on the question of all right. So now you're going to hold him in contempt of court, and you're saying because of the Constitution, are we going to learn more if you get the actual document? Now you've already said he can redact it, like the name, but you claim you know what's in the document. What yeah. is the purpose of you filing the contempt of Congress charge? Is it because you believe they're hiding information? Did they hide information yesterday because you claim you know what's in it? Or is this strictly a separation of powers move that is completely separate from the investigation? That you have authority, you want it, they won't give it to you, and you're simply doing it to set the precedent that Congress is the one that has oversight over the FBI. That's an important question. Yeah. Because you get the feeling that you get the feeling if you're not paying attention, oh, well, then if they get the entire document, we'll know more. Well, will we know more? I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. And so, uh, to me, those are the questions that need to be uh, uh, asked. Now, he did he did get to the one question that we had yesterday, which was, uh, okay, you've had this, you've been investigating this since 2017. That's six years. Six years are going on six yeah. years. Yeah. This is one allegation, apparently, of one scheme. You're telling me that you're not able to, you you don't. Now, they he did say they have not, uh, uh, they have not yet uh, disproved it, is what Comer said. Right. They have not yet disproved this information that's come forward. Now, Jamie Raskin, the Democrat, came out and said, well, it's hearsay. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Do you When you say it's hearsay, are you saying that, are you saying that it's hearsay because the infor the paid informant told the FBI agent this mm. or the paid informant talked to somebody who he trusts because that's what he is. The inform paid informant at that point is somebody who's worked for you for 13 years. He That person is trusted. If I said he, I meant he or she. He or she. Uh, <laughs> That the that this is a trusted informant. You've paid them a ton of money. 
you trust them and this is where the information comes and you believe this source has been used before, has been so credible that you believe it. And Jamie Raskin is simply trying to deflect because it's got nothing to do with an investigation. Anonymous tips are used all the time. An anonymous tip can convict you, but it can definitely move an investigation. We're not in the court stage. And that's when Raskin threw that out yesterday. It's like, well, we're not in the court stage. We're not in the trial stage here. This isn't about, this is about the investigation. So if that was the best that Raskin would do, I thought that was pretty poor uh, on that. Now, this was really, this is the bombshell that I think came out of it yesterday. And still the story I have, I don't know what the timeline is once this, when this came out. Uh, I have Fox has it at 8.27 p.m. last night, Eastern Time. Uh, I don't remember when I saw the story yesterday, but I don't know when the exact time that this broke because I haven't seen any response to this yet from the FBI or even Comer. Uh, A member of the powerful House Oversight Committee alleged Monday that the FBI is afraid the informant accusing President Biden of having been involved in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national while vice president could be killed if unmasked. Quote, just left the meeting for House Oversight. Now, see how this is written here, because this is the first question I have. I go, are they talking about if the informants unmasked, they'll be in trouble because of the Biden family investigation or previous investigations where they found somebody, you know, guilty of some crime and that government or those people might come after him. From what she is saying, it seems like she's talking. This is about the investigation of the Biden family. The tweet says this just left the meeting for house oversight. The FBI is afraid their informant will be killed if unmasked based on the info He has brought forward about the Biden family, end of quote. That seems to make it clear, doesn't it? That the FBI is afraid the informant will be killed because of the information he has brought forward about the Biden family. I mean, that's the biggest damn bombshell of this entire thing. Because what you're saying is either, and, and again, that's why I want Comer to back this up. I don't think that if this information, I don't think one representative should have brought this out. This should have been the, you know, this should have been Comer saying this. He's ahead of it because this is out there. Then it just lays there because it can only be, it can can only be if this is true. Well, there's a few things. The FBI is simply using it so they don't have to, uh, you know, give Congress the document. Yeah. So they don't have to give Congress any more information. Yeah. They're trying to protect themselves or somebody related to the Biden family or the people that did business with the Biden family wants to kill this informant. Those are the only possibilities, right? Yeah. I'm I mean, missing one. I may be missing um, one. I don't. If it's accurate and true. Right, of course. Uh, if it's anybody group, who yeah. was a player in the scenario has threatened them. Uh, I guess we have to include the possibility that they are 
um, for whatever reason. They don't have anything specific in terms of a threat, but they feel that it's just a dangerous situation. I guess there is that. But the point is, nah. if it's worth anybody saying it, the way it's worded, though, is well. That's to set that urgency. But, this but you know why be... I say that? Because I don't know. Because we don't have more people talking on it. Right. Right. So I don't have any. I, there's there's no way to confirm one way or the other. Uh, at least there should be. If anyone is going to talk about it, there should be something a little more to it. Well, if this was said in that meeting, then Comer knows it. Yes. And Comer should have said something about it. Because if that's documented at the right. agency, if that's part of the documents right now, if that is in play right now as a part of uh, the entire paper trail or the the, the entire uh, process, it would be the uh, not a paper trail, but a, the process of the whistleblower situation. If that's officially documented at at the FBI, it is massive. It's a massive story. She tweeted that out 11 hours ago. Mm-hmm. So around 5 in the afternoon. Central. So 4. Yeah. Somewhere around 4 uh, Eastern time. And it's still there. It's the last tweet she has. So she hasn't changed it. Mm. She hasn't updated it. She hasn't added to it. Mm-hmm. And you think about it. You think about that act because that's. That's what I got out of it. Well, either someone someone who the Biden family dealt with, the foreign national, the foreign government, or somebody within the Biden family. So one of the players in one of the, the scenario. One of the, one of the players in the scenario, which includes the Biden family, the foreign national, the foreign government, whatever, the foreign entity involved in it, wants to kill the informant because the FBI is afraid the informant will be killed if unmasked. You don't say those things unless you have some type of intelligence or you simply are trying to hide this and this is your justification that you're going to use well, to hide to hide this document from going uh to the uh, uh to the to the committee. Read the tweet verbatim again because you mentioned okay. something the the wording is critical here. Yes, just quote just left meeting for house oversight. The FBI is afraid their informant will be killed if unmasked based on the info he has brought forward about the Biden family, end of quote. Now, there, there's they use, so much to unpack. So they use she, she uses he in that statement for the informant. Mm. There's so much to unpack here. I know. That's why I said that's the biggest bombshell in all of this so far because it just got to the level of, okay, not only was there influence peddling and not only does the country suspect it was illegal and this document is illegal people that are involved in this conspiracy well the fbi is afraid the fbi is afraid that the their informant their paid informant trusted informant is going to be killed if he's unmasked because of the information he brought forward about the biden family i mean that's the most damn that's the most as a headline, that's something that is a, a million times greater than anything Watergate had. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which which if if true, if it's true. So was it said, and who said it? Is it documented, and where? 
Because that's the claim from the tweet. The FBI is afraid. To quote John Kirby, wow. Yeah. 86690-RED-EYE. The winter wheat harvest is underway. So it won't be long until we're, we're done with this crop. For some producers, that's not such a bad thing because it has been a very, very difficult season. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says about 4% of the wheat has been cut so far, working south to north, of course. And when it comes to the condition this week of the crop. We've actually pulled ahead of last year, which is not saying much. Last year's crop at this time was just 30% good to excellent and 40% very poor to poor. This week, the crop rated 36% good to excellent, 34% poor to very poor. And so... We are seeing some signs of improvement, at least in areas where the crop was immature when those May rains hit. Improvements in Kansas. Kansas coming in this week, 65% very poor to poor. Last week, that number was 69%. Nebraska... 44% very poor to poor. Last week, that crop was 51% poor to very poor. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. This is one of the things that upsets us, because you and I, going back on the timeline, uh, the the tweet from Representative uh, Anna Paulina uh, uh, Luna, who uh, wrote yesterday, just left the meeting for House Oversight. The FBI is afraid their informant will be killed if unmasked, based on the info that he uh, brought um, forward about the Biden uh, uh, family. Uh, and so uh, when... You know, she said that uh, yesterday, when she wrote that yesterday, you and I were both looking for James Comer to verify it. 
Uh, Comer, I just checked his uh, Twitter site. He tweeted out the Sean Hannity interview seven hours ago. Yeah. This was, what, 11 hours ago? Right. That that she had put out this tweet. So I don't know when they taped that for Sean, but when he put it out and posted it, there's nothing that either verifies what she's saying or does not. And obviously it leaves the impression that in this meeting with House Oversight, they were she was either told the FBI is afraid their informant will be killed or somebody from the FBI was there and told them. By the way, I don't know which one it was. Right. But I, just to show you the consistency of it, of of where we are, if she's, if this isn't true, she needs to be removed from the oversight committee. Yeah, absolutely. We said I, the same thing with Adam Schiff for his yep. lies over three years. Just so you know, we're consistent on this line. Or and I'm not accusing her of it. I'm just stating the fact that this is so weird. Well, it's that just the she, biggest story out there is put out there, and then it just hangs there. Yeah, for, for she, twelve hours. She lobbed it, and not only did she not delete it, I went to her main Twitter page. She has pinned this tweet. Yes, yes. So it's at the top of her. If you go to her Twitter yeah. page, it's at the top of her Twitter page, and it will stay there until she unpins it. Meaning, not only is she not taking it down. She wants to make sure everybody sees that first when they go to her page. That you can't, you can't tweet something like that. This is this is the whole thing. Uh, Communicate effectively. You you could. It's quite possible if things if the allegations are proven, this would be the biggest presidential scandal in American history, and it's quite possible the GOP will mess this up. You you. Sure footing at every single level. Nothing can be dismissed, but also don't throw out something that's easily dismissed because you weren't thinking. I don't know what is the case, but either this is a massive story or a massive screw up. And if it's a massive story, where's Comer to say, oh, yeah. That's it. This, this is this. We got this from the FBI. They're concerned about this. exactly. New York Post and Fox right. News. They did their story based on that tweet alone. That's it. Carly taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And I'm Gary McNamara along with Eric Harley. All right. After this morning's show, I'm going to head out, Gary, to Gillette, Wyoming, to the Camplex, which is a massive, massive uh, event center there, outdoor event center there in Gillette, Wyoming, for the 41st annual Shell Rotella Super Rigs Truck Beauty Contest. This is my 23... Uh, 23rd year judging and uh, pretty proud to be back uh, along with the Boston trucker, Mike. Uh, he's going to be out there. Uh, you might know him from YouTube. Also, uh, Jamie Jones from Landline Magazine. She's going to be there. Uh, we'll be your three judges this year and so much thousands of dollars in cash and prizes uh, to be given out, but a lot of fun too. Uh, if you're a trucker and you're going to be in that area in, uh, of Gillette, uh, then shine it up and come on out. Uh, you can register online 
already. You can uh, at Rotella.com, more details, RedEyeRadioShow.com, more details. Uh, you can follow me on social and follow Shell Rotella as well on social uh, for the details. But uh, we'll start judging Thursday morning, and then we will stop around 11.30 local time on Saturday morning. Not around the clock, by the way. Uh, but uh, it will feel like it <laughs> as we get so many trucks out there. But we'll be judging all the way up until close to noon on Saturday and then start handing out the awards Saturday afternoon. Shell Rotella Super Rigs, it is the event of events in Gillette, Wyoming. This Thursday, Friday, Saturday, June 8th through the 10th. Come on out and say hi. Uh, I'll be uh, one of the folks that will be holding the the tablet and, and, uh, and judging trucks. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, Rotella.com, RedEyeRadioShow.com, and follow us on social media. So we know that uh, Pence is in. Yeah. And I on social media, what I saw, the, the biggest opinion was, why? Hmm. And these are from <laughs> yeah, Republicans. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Republicans, again, not viewing him in any type of negative way. No, it's what are you trying to right. do? What is it? You know, what what separates you from the rest of the pack and you know and then just way. reading here the wall street journal editorial on christie running mm. and it's uh christie chris christie's 2024 mission is it knocking out donald trump or does he think he can actually win and this has been the talk about why christie is running yeah uh, the republican presidential contest is about to get more crowded and this week's first new entrant is Chris Christie, the former uh, two, uh, the former two-term governor of New Jersey. Mr. Christie is expected to launch his 2024 bid uh, Tuesday. That's today during a town hall in New Hampshire. One advisor is telling the press Mr. Christie plans to campaign by mixing it up in the news cycle while engaging Donald Trump. This could be a public service. Mr. Christie became nationally known as uh, governor for his public smackdowns of political opponents which circulated on the Internet during the 2016 presidential debates. Mr. Christie uh, exposed Florida Senator Marco Rubio as a robotic repeater of canned talking points. Seven years later, Mr. Christie's pitch is that he can put his prosecutor's experience to use in telling hard truths about Mr. Trump, among other things. One foretaste was his reaction to Mr. Trump's recent CNN town hall in which the former president refused to take sides on Ukraine's effort to repel Russia's brutal invasion by Vladimir Putin. Quote, I think he's a coward, and I think he's a puppet of Putin, Mr. Christie told a radio show. He wouldn't say last night that Ukraine should win the war. I mean, I was stunned. It was, to me, it was the most stunning moment of the debate, end of quote. Most of the GOP's other 2024 contenders, by contrast, continue to treat Mr. Trump as if they're handling Unexploded ordinance. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Is Mr. Christie joining the presidential race because he wants to knock out Mr. Trump? Or does he think he can win? I'm not a paid assassin, he recently insisted. When you're waking up for your 45th morning, at the Hilton Garden in Manchester, you better think you can win. Mm -hmm. But if Mr. Christie isn't a guided missile aimed at Mr. Trump, is he an unguided one liable to blow up 
say, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. In retrospect, Mr. Christie's best shot at the White House might have been 2012 after he passed GOP voters that year, tried uh, out all the flavors of the month, Rick Perry, Herman Cain, Newt Gingrich, Rick Santorum, remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Before settling on an overmatched Mitt Romney. Mr. Krisky gave it a go in 2016, but the public mood had shifted and the Bridgegate drama had intervened. He denied knowing the traffic uh, that traffic by his New Jersey constituents across the George Washington Bridge had been throttled as political retribution, but whatever the truth, he never made it out of single digits in the real clear politics average. Mr. Christie's biggest appeal has always been his intelligence and tough-talking persona. He won the governorship twice in Blue, New Jersey, and he signed useful legislation reforming pensions and capping property taxes to 2% a year, although he didn't succeed permanently shifting New Jersey politics to the right there are worse things than an eight-year holiday from tax-and-spend liberalism. GOP Governor Larry Hogan and Charlie Baker also didn't exactly paint Maryland or Massachusetts red, respectively, but Mr. Christie has proven he can win in suburban precincts. Hmm. Mr. Christie's number one job is to get a hearing. The first GOP debate is scheduled for August, and the Republican National Committee says candidates who want to participate must at least have 1% support plus 40,000 individual donors. Assuming he pulls that off, Mr. Christie might need to goad Mr. Trump into showing up. If the former president is still leading the polls by 30 points, he might try to skip. We doubt Mr. Christie will let him get away with it. Yeah. So, All right. I don't know. I mean, I... I Look, he th- said out loud, I'm going to be the nominee. Yeah, he did. He's not going to be the nominee, but he said it. He believes he will. I don't know. I mean, well, what would what would stand out right now for a Republican candidate? As we've talked about what DeSantis is doing. Hmm. DeSantis is focusing on on uh Biden, and he's made it clear. He's going to focus on Biden, but he's not going to ignore the current events. But when yeah. he talks when the current events are, which are Trump's criticisms of him, it's a reporter asking him a question. It's not him on the offensive in a speech going after Trump. It's the reporter asking the question yeah. that then he answers about Trump. Right. If Christie, and, and as we said, uh, Ramaswamy isn't so much. I mean, he came out the other day and said, what was it he say that uh, not make America great, but, uh, oh, I forgot what he said. Hmm. He took one of the Trump quotes and said, this doesn't just apply to Donald Trump. It applies to me, too. Hmm. And, and but he is more, to me, he comes off more as the intellectual wonk. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a, that's not in a derogatory way. I'm just right. saying that's, that's his style. He's, right. you know, he's talking philosophy he reminds me a little bit of like ron paul what ron paul would do and the yeah. people that like that are passionate about that i got a guy sure. uh, who wrote to me a couple of weeks ago and said everybody's assuming that if if trump isn't the guy they're all going to go to uh uh desantis 
what do you think about that? And I'm like, I can't speak for all the tens of millions of Republicans uh, because he said, because I'm going to vote for Ramaswamy if I don't vote for Trump. It's like, well, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I didn't know, if, I didn't even know how to answer. Fine. I mean, yeah. Answer him. It's like, well, you're, you're making it sound like that everybody is in unison and that's not the case. I mean, the, the premise was wrong on what he was stating. Right, right. Uh, but, and then Nikki Haley just not going anywhere. Right. Um, Larry Elder, God mm-hmm. bless him. Yeah. Uh, in this, uh, a fellow brother in this business for decades and a great yeah. talk show host. Yep. Doesn't stand a chance. Nope. Tim Scott, I like a lot of what he did on The View yesterday. Yeah. Doing it. Eight years might be his time. Right. I mean, this is... Eight years might right. be his time. Right now, it is, it is, it's DeSantis and it's Trump. And yep. it's Trump up by a lot right now. But the one thing would be Chris Christie comes out blasting a Trump. I mean, what yeah. what yeah. is going to get you noticed? I... What is going to get you noticed right now? It's, it's and it going would be, to be every day blasting Trump. Well, does he believe or does he know or does he want the liberal media attention on a debate stage where he's or not even a debate debate stage, just statements where he's just constantly blasting full force guns a blazing uh, in the proverbial sense against Trump? And he knows the liberal media will cover that, you know. Ooh, look, it's a fellow Republican no, I, going after and that, And that's what I mean. Yep, yeah. Look, and, and I look at last week, and we had talked about this yesterday. Trump had a bad week last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going after his former press secretary. That, that just confused. I didn't see, like I said, his most loyal supporters that might support him on anything and say, yeah, that person's a rhino. When it came to Kayleigh McEnany, it was like, they're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, you know, then he came out, uh, you know, after he said it later on Friday, I wasn't complimenting Kim Jong-un. That sure sounded like you were. <laughs> and and so what was the other one he did? What was the other one last week? Uh, Kayla McEnany, Kim jong Oh, uh, Governor uh, Cuomo of... Uh, oh, yeah, Cuomo. On, Cu- on oh, oh, and he said that, too. I, was, I wasn't complimenting. He's a horrible... It was like, yeah, you were. <laughs> Well, and if you're going to, again, like I said yesterday, if, you, if you're going to phrase it, if what you're saying is Governor Cuomo was the worst governor when it came to, to COVID, except for DeSantis, DeSantis was even, you know, if you're going to go after DeSantis, he's worse than the worst. If you were trying to do that, phrase it better. But that's not <laughs> how it came out. Well, you're still not going to be convincing on that to most Republicans. Well, no, that's not going to. It, but yeah. if that's your attempt, be clear about what your attempt is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so what harm does it do for Chris Christie to come out, you know, both barrels blasting? And that was not a shot of his weight. I want to make that clear. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm talking straight. Strictly as a political consultant here. Yeah, do we have time to take a shot at his weight? Let's save a minute. No, I'm just joking. We wouldn't. No, I, I would. That's was never. Done, that's been done enough on social media a over the fat last couple of days. That chance of that happening. But but uh, the um, what does he lose? If I'm a political activist, 
Like, if I'm a political activist, I don't know what I tell. Look, I, I honestly don't know. I have my limitations, and Nikki Haley is one of them. I have no idea what I would tell her to do right well, now. Well, the thing is, I I, 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 I wouldn't know. Chris Christie, I would say, well, the, the only chance you have of winning, and it's a s- smallest chance on the planet, is you come out and you set yourself aside, apart from all the other candidates and you blast Trump. You're, but I wouldn't say that about Pence. Well, I wouldn't tell. I, I wouldn't I give don't the advice know, yeah, to Pence. I don't, I don't, but I don't know I, what I don't, advice I'd give to Pence. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how you change the polls from where they are right now. By the way, where, I mean, where I, you just have this massive leap. I meant a political consultant. Did I say activist? I meant a, oh. I'm so used to saying political <laughs> activist. If I was a political yeah. consultant, this yeah. is a mindset of I didn't even look, catch that. Looking at yeah, Chris yeah, Christie, consultant. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, well, uh, no, you're you're the guy that has to do it. Look, if you're down at, at the very low range on the polls, then you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to punch up. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And nobody's willing to do it yet. Not right. even. I, mean, just, I think Christie is willing to do it. My question is: Is he capable of doing it to the point that it will benefit him? Yeah. And I we'll know. See. I know people say well, DeSantis is. He's made it clear. He's talking about Biden, and then when he's asked a question, right? Because he knows he's going to question Trump. Then he's responding, exactly. right? Yeah. Eight six six ninety red eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara, along with Eric Harley. This is really going to get interesting today, yeah. but uh, yeah. especially on the whole thing that the FBI believes that, you know, the uh, statement from the uh, Republican representative that uh, the FBI believes that the informant's life is in danger. Right. If, yeah. he's, if, un- if, if he's unmasked, then why isn't that classified? That's another question. I have. Right. There's so there's so many not, questions coming out of this. It seriously. doesn't. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. The you more know, I find, the more I find out, the more I'm like, huh? Doesn't make okay, sense. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to be for the rest of the week. I'm going to be out for a show with Devil Super Rigs, Gillette, Wyoming. Come see us. You're going to be holding down the fort here. Yes. You might call Comer and ask if he wants to co-host with you because you got so many questions. It would take <laughs> the next three nights at least all five hours every night to get through all of our questions. I'm not sure he would right. agree, but have a great time. All right. This is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.